This is Everyday Light, a perfectly imperfect reading of the One Year Daily Bible. I'm Molly, a fellow pilgrim on the road to the kingdom, and it is a joy to have you traveling this journey with me, with the Word of God as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Welcome. This is the One Year Bible reading for April 20th. And we are in Joshua in the Old Testament today, chapter 21. We are continuing to hear about the allocation of land in the promised land, this time to the tribe of Levi. Then the leaders of the tribe of Levi came to consult with Eleazar the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the leaders of the other tribes of Israel. They came to them at Shiloh in the land of Canaan and said, The Lord commanded Moses to give us towns to live in and pasture lands for our, fl- our livestock. So by the command of the Lord, the people of Israel gave the Levites the following towns and pasture lands out of their own grants of land. The descendants of Aaron, who were members of the Kohathite clan within the tribe of Levi, were allotted 13 towns that were originally assigned to the tribes of Judah, Simeon, and Benjamin. The other families of the Kohathite clan were allotted 10 towns from the tribes of Ephraim, Dan, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. The clan of Hershon was allocated 13 towns from the tribes of Issachar, Asher, Naphtali, and the half-tribe of Manasseh in Bashan. The clan of Merari was allotted 12 towns from the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and Zebulun. So the Israelites obeyed the Lord's command to Moses and assigned these towns and pasture lands to the Levites by casting sacred lots. The Israelites gave the following towns to the tribes of Judah and Simeon, to the descendants of Aaron, who were members of the Kohathite clan within the tribe of Levi, since the sacred lot fell to them first, Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, in the hill country of Judah, along with its surrounding pasture lands. Arba was an ancestor of Anak. But the open fields beyond the town and the surrounding villages were given to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, as his possession. The following towns with their pasture lands were given to the descendants of Aaron the priest, Hebron, a city of refuge for those who accidentally killed someone, Libna, Jatir, Eshtemoa, Holon, Debir, Ain, Jutah, and Beth Shemesh, nine towns from these two tribes. From the tribe of Benjamin, the priests were given the following towns with their pasture lands, Gibeon, Geba, Anathoth, and Almon, four towns. So in all, thirteen towns with their pasture lands were given to the priests of the descendants of Aaron. The rest of the Kohathite clan from the tribe of Levi was allotted the following towns and pasture lands from the tribe of Ephraim, Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, a city of refuge for those who accidentally killed someone, Gezer, Kibzaim, and Beth Horon, four towns. The following towns and pasture lands were allotted to the priests from the tribe of Dan, El Teka, Gibbethon, Aijalon, Gathrimon, four towns. The half tribe of Manasseh was allotted the following towns with their pasture lands to the priests Teanach and Gathrimon, two towns. So in all, ten towns with their pasture lands were given to the rest of the Kohathite clan. The descendants of Gershon, another clan within the tribe of Levi, received the following towns with their pasture lands from the half tribe of Manasseh. Golan in Bashan, a city of refuge for those who accidentally killed someone, 
and Beeshtera, two towns. From the tribe of Issachar, they received the following towns with their pasture lands. Kishion, Debarath, Jarmuth, and Engammon, four towns. From the tribe of Asher, they received the following towns with their pasture lands. Mishal, Abdon, Helkath, and Rehob, four towns. From the tribe of Naphtali, they received the following towns with their pasture lands. Kadesh and Galilee, a city of refuge for those who accidentally killed someone. Hamoth Dor and Kartan, three towns. So in all, 13 towns with their pasture lands were allotted to the clan of Gershon. The rest of the Levites, the Merari clan, were given the following towns with their pasture lands from the tribe of Zebulun, Jachnim, Karta, Dimna, and Nahalalal, four towns. From the tribe of Reuben, they received the following towns with their pasture lands, Bezer, Jahaz, Kedamoth, and Mephatha. May no, let me try that again. Mephath, four towns. From the tribe of Gad, they received the following towns with their pasture lands. Ramoth and Gilead, a city of refuge for those who accidentally killed someone. Mahanaim, Heshbon, and Jazer, four towns. So in all, 12 towns were allotted to the clan of Merari. The total number of towns and pasture lands within Israelite territory given to the Levites came to 48. Every one of these towns had pasture lands surrounding it. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land he had sworn to give to their ancestors, and they took possession of it and settled there. And the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had solemnly promised their ancestors. None of their enemies could stand against them, for the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies. Not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. Then Joshua called together the, troops of Reu the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. He told them, You have done as Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, and have obeyed every order I have given you. During all this time you have not deserted the other tribes. You have been careful to obey the commands of the Lord your God right up to the present day. And now the Lord your God has given them the other tribes, has given the other tribes rest as he promised them. So go back to the home that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you as your possession on the east side of the Jordan River. But be very careful to obey all the commands and the instructions that Moses gave to you. Love the Lord your God. Walk in all his ways. Obey his commands. Hold firmly to him and serve him with all your heart and all your soul. So Joshua blessed them and sent them away and they went home. Moses had given the land of Bashan, east of the Jordan River, to the half-tribe of Manasseh. The other half of the tribe was given land west of the Jordan. As Joshua sent them away and blessed them, he said to them, Go back to your homes with the great wealth you have taken from your enemies, the vast herds of livestock, the silver, gold, bronze, and iron, and the large supply of clothing. Share the plunder with your relatives." So the men of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh left the rest of Israel at Shiloh in the land of Canaan. They started the journey back to their own land of Gilead, the territory that belonged to them according to the Lord's command through Moses. But while they were still in Canaan, and when they came to a place called Galialoth, near the Jordan River, the men of Reuben, Gad, 
and the half-tribe of Manasseh stopped to build a large and imposing altar. The rest of Israel heard that the people of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh had built an altar at Galiloth, at the edge of the land of Canaan, on the west side of the Jordan River. So the whole community of Israel gathered at Shiloh and prepared to go to war against them. Why? Because the Lord had told them to worship only at the tabernacle. And so this is the root of civil war. First, however, they sent a delegation led by Phinehas, son of Eleazar the priest, to talk with the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. In this delegation were ten leaders of Israel, one from each of the ten tribes, and each, of the, uh, and each the head of his family within the clans of Israel. When they arrived in the land of Gilead, they said to the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, The whole community of the Lord demands to know why you are betraying the God of Israel. How could you turn away from the Lord and build an altar for yourselves in rebellion against him? Was our sin at Peor not enough? To this day we are not fully cleansed of it, even after the plague that struck the entire community of Israel. And yet today you are turning away from following the Lord. If you rebel against the Lord today, he will be angry with all of us tomorrow. If you need the altar because the land you possess is defiled, then join us in the Lord's land, where the tabernacle of the Lord is situated, and share our land with us. But do not rebel against the Lord or against us by building an altar other than the one true altar of the Lord our God. Didn't divine anger fall on the entire community of Israel when Achan, a member of the clan of Zerah, sinned by stealing the things set apart for the Lord? He was not the only one who died because of his sin. Luke chapter 20, beginning in verse 1. One day, as Jesus was teaching the people and preaching the good news in the temple, the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders came up to him. They demanded, By what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right? Let me ask you a question first, he replied. Did John's authority to baptize come from heaven? Or was it merely human? They talked it over amongst themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask why we didn't believe John. But if we say it was merely human, the people will stone us because they are convinced John was a prophet. So they finally replied, that they didn't know. And Jesus responded, Then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. Now Jesus turned to the people again and told them this story. A man planted a vineyard, leased it to tenant farmers, and moved to another country to live for several years. At the time of the grape harvest, he sent one of his servants to collect his share of the crop. But the farmers attacked the servant, beat him up, and sent him back empty-handed. So the owner sent another servant, but they also insulted him, beat him up, and sent him away empty-handed. A third man was sent, and they wounded him and chased him away. What will I do? the owner asked himself. I know. I'll send my cherished son. Surely they will respect him. But when the tenant farmers saw his son, they said to each other, Here comes the heir to the estate. Let's kill him and get the estate for ourselves. So they dragged him out of the vineyard and murdered him. What do you suppose the owner of the vineyard will do to them? Jesus asked. I tell you, he will come and kill those farmers and lease the vineyard to others. 
How terrible that such a thing should ever happen, his listeners protested. Jesus looked at them and said, Then what does this scripture mean? The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. Everyone who stumbles over that stone will be broken to pieces and it will crush anyone it falls on. The teachers of religious law and the leading priests wanted to arrest Jesus immediately because they realized he was telling the story against them. They were the wicked farmers, but they were afraid of the people's reaction. Watching for their opportunity, the leaders sent spies pretending to be honest men. They tried to get Jesus to say something that could be reported to the Roman governor so he would arrest Jesus. Teacher, they said, we know that you speak and teach what is right and are not influenced by what others think. You teach the way of God truthfully. Now tell us, is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? He saw through their trickery and said, show me a Roman coin. Whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar's, they replied. Well then, he said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give to God what belongs to God. So they failed to trap him by what he said in front of the people. Instead, they were amazed by his answer, and they became silent. Psalm 89, a psalm of Ethan the Ezraite. I will sing of the Lord's unfailing love forever. Young and old will hear of your faithfulness. Your unfailing love will last forever. Your faithfulness is as enduring as the heavens. The Lord said, I have made a covenant with David, my chosen servant. I have sworn this oath to him. I will establish your descendants as kings forever. They will sit on your throne from now until eternity. All heaven will praise your great wonders, Lord. Myriads of angels will praise you for your faithfulness. For who in all heaven can compare with the Lord? What mightiest angel is anything like the Lord? The highest angelic powers stand in awe of God. He is far more awesome than all those who surround his throne. O Lord God of heaven's armies, where is there anyone as mighty as you, O Lord? You are entirely faithful. You rule the oceans, you subdue their storm-tossed waves. You crushed the great sea monster. You scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours and the earth is yours. Everything in the world is yours. You created it all. You created north and south. Mount Tabor and Mount Hermon, praise your name. Powerful is your arm. Strong is your hand. Your right hand is lifted high in glorious strength. Proverbs 13, 15 through 16. A person with good sense is respected. A treacherous person is headed for destruction. Wise people think before they act. Fools don't and even brag about their foolishness. Back with Selwyn Hughes now in his look at hinds feet in high places. And this comes from James chapter 4, verse 3. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. There are many people in the scriptures who appear to be spiritually minded, but whose hearts harbor deeply unspiritual motives. Take the mother of the sons of Zebedee, for example, who, according to Matthew 2755, was one of the women who followed Jesus from Galilee for the purpose of ministering to him. 
Most commentators believe this small band of women were devotees of Christ and assisted him and the disciples with the preparation of meals, washing and repairing of clothes, and so on. Those looking on would have classified them as deeply spiritual women willing to give up their time to minister to Jesus. And of course, in the main, they were. However, in one place, the scripture draws aside the veil over the heart of one of them, the mother of James and John, and shows her approaching Jesus with a request, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You do not know what you are asking, Jesus said. And that's from Matthew twenty twenty one and 22. She served Jesus, of that there can be no doubt, but she had a secret and selfish motive in her heart, a privileged position for her sons. It is easy to excuse her action, as many have done, on the grounds that she was doing only what any other concerned mother would have done, attempting to get the best for her children. But Jesus saw right into her heart and said, You do not know what you are asking. How sad that her beautiful ministry to Jesus was in part spoiled by ulterior motives. Our Father, help us to see that we cannot be fully integrated people when we harbor within us two mutually exclusive loves. We cannot love you fully when we love our own interests fully. Set us free, dear Lord, to live only for you. Amen. Have a beautiful day. Love you all.